This is uh, part seven in the series of wisdom. Uh, I, I'm amazed at uh, the kind of truth that has come out of just the, that spirit of wisdom, because that's what we have been dealing with. And remember there are other spirits, five spirits of God that, in, because we're talking about the sevenfold spirits of God, and uh, there are others that we will be still dealing with. Uh, the spirit of, uh, of it will be knowledge, the spirit of counsel, uh, and all that, and we'll go up to the last one, and we, we really thank God. But wisdom has been such a, I mean, it's been difficult to get out of the wisdom. Uh, this, this is seven, uh, heavenly wisdom. And today we deal with heavenly wisdom, saying that heavenly wisdom enhances integrity. Heavenly wisdom enhances integrity. The, this is the eighth of the nine characteristics. So we still have one more which we'll deal with in the next week's service, God willing. Christ-like wisdom is honest, but earthly wisdom is given to dishonesty and hypocrisy. Heavenly wisdom is upright. It is above reproach and blameless in thoughts, in attitude, and even not just thoughts and attitudes, but also in its motivation. It's amazing. We talk about attitudes, action, motives that are informed by purity. That is an amazing quality. Godly wisdom is sincere, pure, and consistent. Godly wisdom is what enhances that integrity. You are made of one material, the material that Christ has established in your heart and in your spirit. That's what integrity is, from the word integral. Too many people allow themselves to be subjective in the way they relate to members of their family, and even some opt to walk on eggshells or risk being criticized. It is important for you to choose that you will not walk on eggshells. And I wish I had a time of explaining what that is. When you are trying to, 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 to respond to questions that you can't because you are not part of the problem, you did not do anything, and then you're just trying to do everything, but you, whatever you do is not good enough as walking on eggshells. And counselors can tell you about that. Many husbands or wives become passive, indifferent, when their spouses criticize them for the slightest of offenses. Passive and indifferent when criticized, even for the slightest offenses. 
One of the things that is a benefit of heavenly wisdom and the integrity is how many things you can overlook. Hallelujah. How many things you can ignore. Amen. You know, I, I usually tell <laughs> your spouses and even tell the, the men, you're going to quarrel because a grass has been broken. And you're quarreling your wife because maziwa Do you know what you are saying? That that milk is more valuable than your harmony. What is a packet of milk? Ikimwagika. What is even a thermos? Ikivunjika. Why do you want to spoil the harmony atmosphere at home because a thermos broke? How many thermos are worth your harmony? One as a favor. Yeah. Praise God. So the next thing you are arguing about Maziwa Imamwagika, please remember that. Proverbs 11 verse 1 says, Dishonest scales are an abomination to the Lord, but a just weight is his delight. You know, dishonest scales... This term, you know, when you talk about abominable, is reserved for terrible, horrific things. This shows just how deeply God cares about simple honesty and fairness. He regards dishonest chaos as an abomination to him. And a just weight is his delight. To the degree that God condemns dishonesty, to the degree that he condemns dishonesty or, or you know, or when you, you defraud somebody else, to the same degree he delights in a just and fair business practice. The law of Moses clearly commanded God's people to have honest scales. I don't know whether, you know, I don't know why this came to my mind, but I remember uh, the people who buy things on the road when you're going, uh, there are some terrible dishonest people who you may think you are buying a whole tin of debe of potatoes, but they had done something inside, it is actually half. And when they want to put it in your bag, they want to do it so quickly that you don't do what? And I remember we, my wife and I suffered that experience one day. And uh, we left the whole thing. And uh, because we discovered what they were doing. And of course, they got upset that you may chukua. But that is a, a very good example of dishonesty. And that is what is characterized. That is what that is what we say. The wisdom that is earthly is devilish. It's devilish. 
Why do you want to sell potatoes, have a debe? I mean, when somebody is paying, have a full debe. It's greed. (laughs) Greed is characterized by earthly wisdom. Leviticus 19, 35 to 36 says, you shall do no injustice in judgment, in measurement of rents, weight, or volume. Hata kama ni mutu unakatia nguo, na wendi unauza materio, apana kusema hapa nitaeza kuchukua kiasi fulani, nitaashonea mutu mingine nguo. That's dishonesty. This says, you shall do no injustice in judgment, in measurement of rents, weight, or volume. You shall have honest scale, honest weights, an honest epitaph, or effort rather, and an honest hin. That is what we are writing from the scriptures. Honest. It is dishonesty for you to you know, there's a very clear boundary, but you're not satisfied with the size of your land. You want to push your neighbor. Dishonest, informed by earthly wisdom. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt. Deuteronomy 25 also, verse 15 to 16, you shall have a perfect and just weight. ratini. You are not buying for what you are paying for. What is that? Dishonesty. And God condemns it. You shall have a perfect and just weight, a perfect and just measure, that your days may be resent in the land which the Lord your God has given you. That means if you are dishonest, your days can be what? Shortened. Yeah? For all who do such things, or who have unrighteousness, uh, or, or behave unrighteously, are an abomination to the Lord your God. We're talking about spiritual integrity, church. Spiritual integrity is the state of being undivided together with a quality of brutal self-honesty. Brutal self-honesty. You are so honest, you can't lie, even if you suffer for it. Definition of integrity in the, in the Miriam, uh, in the Miriam, or Mariam, uh, something Webster Dictionary, is a firm adherence to a code, and especially a code of moral values, incorruptibility, soundness, completeness, and divided. Yeah, self-honesty. Acting upon what wisdom, uh, acting upon that wisdom is what we're defining that this wisdom brings integrity. A person of integrity does not compromise his moral values, moral principles, regardless of the peer pressure, no, temptations, trials, or monetary opportunities. 
And one of the areas to test your integrity is money. Yeah. You must be rehabilitated from the love of money. Amen? The Bible says the love of money is the root of all evil. Yeah. And you can conquer the love of money. And one single way of knowing you have conquered the love of money is your ability to give it away. <laughs> if you are mean, if you can never give money away, that is an indication of loving what? Money. And what surprises me is in God's principle, the more you give, the more you receive. You know that? Because the Bible says, give, and it shall come back to you. Good measure, press down, and shake it together. Shall men add to your bosom? For with the same measure you give, be brought back to you. I'm yet to hear somebody who was so faithful in their giving and they were ravishing in poverty. That will never be. Because God watches over his word to perform it. And he's the one who says he will open the windows of heaven and send a blessing that you will not have enough room where to keep it. Praise God. Abundance. Our God is a God of abundance. Hallelujah. He is a God of abundance. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together. Hallelujah. That is our God. An integrity test question. Do you maintain your godly convictions in all situations regardless of where and who you are with? Do you maintain or retain an attitude of integrity? Retain your godly convictions in all situations regardless of where and who you are with. With wisdom, we can recognize good from evil and act according to our knowledge guided, of wisdom, guided by wisdom. What do you do with what we know and understand? Is what reveals who you are. Is what reveals the measure of your wisdom or folly. It is how you react to situations that can tell somebody this person is a fool or this is a wise person. Yes, wisdom is knowing the right path to take. Amen. That's what it is. Wisdom. Path to take. But taking that path. Because you can know the right path, but because you choose not. So wisdom is no doing. 
It's important to begin each day by being honest with ourselves and treating others with the same integrity we would like to receive. Now, I want to give you very quickly within the next 30 minutes or less, nine principles to secure our spiritual integrity. Nine. And, and with the kind of timeline I'm operating, this is something I need to finish. Uh, Proverbs 2.10 says, For wisdom will enter your heart, and knowledge will be present to your soul. To move beyond knowledge and information to wisdom, you must move beyond black and white thinking. Wisdom isn't about what you know. Wisdom is about what you see and what you do. Wisdom happens when you take knowledge and in such a way that promotes meaning and the good not only of yourself but the good of others. Amen? So, Wisdom suggests that your mind collects, organizes, processes facts and information. But only the heart can handle life's paradoxes, things like love, death, and suffering. Wise people don't need to make a sense of the world. They don't need to be right. No. They don't need to be right. They accept uncertainty and they are known in the faith and hope of God's providential power. Our God is a God of providence. Our God is so gracious. You know, when we talk about God's grace, I know most of us take it very lightly, talk about grace. But grace is a big word. It is the grace of God that gives you the power to resist any temptation that comes your way. It is the grace of God that causes you to walk with ultimate integrity. So wise people don't need to make a sense of the world. They don't need to be right. They accept the uncertainty of life the pres uh, presently in faith that God is the one who holds their future. I say God is the one that holds your future. Your future is not in any, ma in any man's hand. It's in God's hand. Number two, seek humility and embrace the wonder of God's grace. Seek humility and embrace the wonder of God's grace. Proverbs 15 and verse number 3, without instruction is the fear of the Lord, and humility comes before honor. Humility comes before honor. Here is, here is the first big separator of knowledge and wisdom. Knowledge alone puffs up. As Paul says in 1 Corinthians 8.1, Enlightened people refuse to stand in awe of anything. Information says humility is weakness. But humility is not weakness. 
humility is strength. Hallelujah. Information says, of course, humility will, you know, like I said, we have said this, uh, humility. Also, what happens is that Wada and reverence are like silly games children pray. <laughs> That's what we think. And even reverence, the see as even silly when we have ultimate reverence of the God that we honor. You will never meet a wise person who, is, who isn't humble. But I can tell you, you will find so many fools who are proud. Yes. You'll find them. You don't have to look very far. Especially those of you in the market, praise. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Talking about as you walk in wisdom, as you grow in wisdom, you grow in reverence and awe, reminding you how little you know and how loving. This higher power must be. When burden seems to overcome, there is a higher power. And that higher power is what we depend on. Number three, don't be defined by success. Be defined by significance. It is more important for you to be a significant person than to be successful. Just mere success. 1 Corinthians 3.18 says, Do not deceive yourself. If any of you think you are wise by the standards of this age, you should become fools that you may be wise. Thomas Manter once said, We spend our whole lives scribing the ladder of success only to find that the ladder leans against the wrong wall. Think about that. Yeah? Spending a lot of everything you have to cry barada only to discover destiny of the wrong war. A war that is not sustainable. A war we call vanity of vanities. Always vanity. There's nothing inherently wrong with climbing around of success. But you won't find wisdom there. To use Richard Rolf's words, after the age of 30, success has almost nothing to teach us. Wow. This is almost a paradox. Because I know a lot of you who are here, you are above the age of 30. Even though I'm hardly, of course, most of us are beyond 30, I found the words to be true. I learned much more about myself from the mystics or failures that you may have done on, in the past, but you don't live there. We usually say, if only wisdom. Do you require Ikiaza. Ikiaza. If only wisdom. <laughs> and you're not, you're not 
understand that the decisions you make before you are 30 will mark the rest of your life. Yeah. It's a, you know, it's a tragedy, tragedy for you to start getting wisdom at 60 or 70 because you will not live long enough to enjoy the benefits of wisdom. But if you're a young person and apply the principles of wisdom, then by God's grace, you're going to enjoy much in life. Number four, accept finality of life in confidence of God's faithfulness. Now, Psalm 90, uh, Psalm 90 and verse 12 says, teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts to wisdom. You know what shocks me in this life is to see people who talk as if life depends on them. <laughs> yeah. You know, for me, I, I thank God for the discretion and the liberties of knowing who I can listen to and who I cannot listen to. I have very little respect for the arrogant people. People think that they are in control even when they are not. Because there is only one who is in control. And that is God. And God is so powerful that he can allow you to brag like even Nebuchadnezzar. And allow you to say all manner of things until you provoke him just a bit. And says, enough is enough. Yeah. You have crossed the line. Yeah. You have crossed the line. They will take you to the field to eat grass like a donkey. Not for one year, not for two years. And after that, can you imagine? It was so scary that after he went to eat grass, nobody would even want to take the throne. We don't have any testimony that anybody tries to do what? But when he came back, he came back to his senses and made a statement which is a reference for all the sermons we preach. That all the nations of the earth are reputed as nothing. And God does what he wills in the council of heaven and among the children of men. And no one can ask him. What are you doing? This is the God we worship. This is the God we worship. We will not worship a man. We will worship this God. Hallelujah. That is who we will worship. We will not bow down to man. Hallelujah. Yes. All the nations of the earth, including America and Britain, including South Africa, including Kenya, 
All these are reputed as nothing. And God does his will in the council of heaven and among the children of men. God would do what he said he would do. No one can restrain the heart of God. No one. No one. God can blow you and you will be no more. God can shake you. God can cause you to walk as a lunatic in the street of Nairobi if he chose to do it. Stop your foolishness. Stop your pride. Stop your pride. Who do you think you are? You eat ugali like me. And you get a headache like anybody else. Stop your pride in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Death's inevitability doesn't strike fear in the hearts of the wise. Neither do wise people waste energy fighting death. We live in a time where exercise and eating right are idols blinding us from the inevitability of death. I'm, ne- I'm not against eating right. I try to eat right. Neither am I against exercise. I do a lot of that. And some of you are witnesses. But I have also witnessed firsthand that the idolatrous temptation that comes with you know, with, with, the, with the issues of giving every credit of the health we enjoy to what we ate and what we did. Let me tell you that our health depends on God. It is God who guarantees our health. Hallelujah. And that's not a license to be lazy and eat junk food either. Number five. Always value character of a reputation and wisdom of a knowledge. Always value character of a reputation and wisdom of a knowledge. James 3.17 says, but the wisdom that comes from heaven is first all pure, then peace-loving, considered as a massive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. Wisdom from heaven has no Evil agenda. It's only a radiance is truth. The radiance is what? Truth. Yes. Its motives are pure, which is the whole meaning of integrity. Wise people love peace. Is that not true? Yeah. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. Hallelujah. You know, shalom is what we are, we're talking about here. And when we talk about shalom, you're talking about wholeness, reconciliation, unity, peace, nothing broken, nothing lacking. Wise people fight, but not with a wild, you know, wild weapon. They fight with love. Wise people are radically inclusive 
and obedience. They can forgive almost anyone for almost anything, even their enemies. Think about that. Wise people are inclusive and obedient. They can forgive almost anyone for almost anything, even they are their enemies. Number six, listen and ask questions in order to gain wisdom. Listen and ask, what, ask questions in order to gain wisdom. Proverbs 19.20, listen to advice and accept discipline and at the end, you'll be counted among the wise. Wow. Listen. You are device. If you are a young person, please, you have people God has brought to your life who can counsel you and advise you so you don't make foolish decisions. Take advantage of them. Most people will share with you wisdom, not because you are going to pay them, but because they believe it will bring life and hope to your life, to bring honor and dignity. Wisdom implies reasoning. I struggle with reasoning. I want to be heard. Truth suggests don't struggle with this. They have much to learn, and they realize you, can, you can't learn with your mouth opened. You learn when your mouth is closed. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing as difficult as dealing with a self-conceited person. A person who thinks they know everything. Whatever you tell them, they say, well, I already figured that, you know. Yeah. And nobody has a monopoly of knowledge. We all can learn. Number seven. Grow in hope regardless of what's going on around you. Ephesians 1, verse 17 and 18. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Hallelujah. In the knowledge of him. Having the eyes of your heart enlightened. That you may know what is the hope to which he has called you. What, you are, what the leeches of his glory, of his inheritance in the saints. We wise people are always hopeful. To fought some, you know, to fought some, uh, some, some you know, to fought some might say, Why? Why? I think it was hopeful because hope is circumstantial. Hope is eternal, which means nothing external alters it. Hallelujah. Nothing external can alter hope when that hope is grounded in God. When your hope is built on Jesus Christ and his righteousness. This also means it's ever growing because God is everlasting. Hope separates knowledge from wisdom. Most knowledgeable intellectuals 
people are, aren't hopeful. If you look around, hope doesn't make much sense. But when you look up, trusting an eternal God, you realize hope is the only option. And you become like David of old, who said, I will lift up my eyes to, to the hills from whence cometh my help. My help comes from the Lord, who made the heavens and the earth. And that help is good for me. Hallelujah. Wise people always grow in hope because their hope is always in God. If you are not growing in hope, you aren't growing in wisdom. Hallelujah. Growing in hope. I say growing in hope. Some of you young people need to know what it is to start thinking about your dream home. What does it feel and get somebody who is an architect and say, draw, draw me a place. But of course you can't draw a home if you have never even thought about a, a plot. Because the home can only be put where? In a mahali. And I can tell you that with conviction. Because, you know, when I was in this city, uh, first came to this city working for the government and earning 350 shillings for house rent. I said 350. The only thing that helped me is the hope I had in God. Hope. Don't take hope lightly. Hope is everything. A hopeless person is a dangerous person. Don't walk with a hopeless person. They can destroy your life. Walk with hopeful people. The people who do attempt great things for God. There's no dream too big for God to fulfill. Hallelujah. Yes. You know, for me, I can say like Apostle Paul, I know what it is to be hungry but I also know what it is to be full. That's the truth. In humility. Amen. Hallelujah. And God never allowed me to have everything in a silver platinum. And that's why I can't start lazy people. Please, if you are lazy, even if we offered for you to work here, refuse. Because you can't stay long. Just decline. Because laziness is a learned behavior. Your mother was not lazy to bear you. No one was, was born lazy. Well, let me not go that direction today. Wait for another day. So, whoever walks with the wise becomes what? But a companion of fools will suffer harm. Please don't accompany a fool. There's a cliche to this effect. Show me your friends and I'll show you your future. There's a prize here. 
I've been watched, I've watched this principle work. Check. You know, one of the things you're going to observe if you watch me very closely, I have a lot of older, I have a lot of older people as my friends. But as if you were. You know, I, I, this week we recorded our interactive program with a gentleman who is 90. Amen? I told him, right, I want, I want to talk to you. I, know, I want to know what you eat. I want to know what you do. Because I like to be as sharp here when I'm 90. I like to be like you. Are <laughs> you Ukizaeka vibaya, hata ufikishi miakatisaini, unachaka nyikiwa. May God help us. I say, may God help us. Wise people surround themselves with life-giving voices. Life-giving voices. People of integrity who live with passion and meaning. It is important to know that the fact that you can't fight an enemy you can't name, identify or recognize, but only wisdom can enable you to avoid the traps of your enemies. Number nine, learn from the past, but live in the present and believe in the future. Learn from the past, live in the present, and believe in the future. Ecclesiastes 7, 10 said, Do, don't say, why were the old days better than these? For it is not wise to ask such questions. Wisdom doesn't entertain nostalgia. She is a dirty liar. You almost always see the past through the rose colored glasses you see the best of your best in other words all the crap you walk through suddenly disappears the past is not reliable indicator of the future hallelujah too many people ignore this fact and use their direct experience to determine their limits dwelling on past mistakes or entertaining anxiety about future event is an equal waste of time that impels the present Listen to me, church. Yesterday is gone. Tomorrow may never be yours. The secret is to live one day at a time. One day at a time. Amen? And, and listen, the mistakes you did yesterday, they are behind you. Live in the present and believe for the future. Don't allow the devil to continue stressing you over things in your past that you cannot change. Because what is past is past. Live in the present, believe in the future. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yesterday is gone. 
tomorrow may never be mine. Let's stand up one day at a time. One day at a time, sweet Jesus. That's all I'm asking from you. Just give me the strength to do every day what I have to do. Yes, that is God, sweet Jesus. And tomorrow may never be mine. Lord, help me today. Show me the way one day at a time. I'm only human. I'm just a man. Yeah.
one day at a time. You're watching this on television. I don't know where you are in your walk with God. I've told you many times before that Jesus has been given to us sanctification, wisdom, and righteousness, and godliness. God desires to be that righteousness in your life. You're there and you're saying, maybe in this sanctuary, you're saying, Pastor, Bishop, pray for me. I want to be born again. If that's be, be a prayer, you're in the right place. You're saying that you want Jesus to come into your heart. He is the wisdom of God. If that be your prayer, lift up your hand where you are. We're going to pray for you. Thank you for that hand. Any other person? Any other person? Thank you for that other hand back there. Any other person? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Any other person from the other side? This is the greatest decision any mortal man can make. The decision I made 48 years ago, and that is why I'm here today. Young man and the young lady back there, just come. I want to pray for you. I want to pray. Just come. Don't feel shy. Just come. There's somebody else back there. Just come. Hallelujah. Whoever listed the hand on the other side and saw two hands, just don't be shy. Don't, don't miss it. Just come. You'll not be required to do anything. Just come. Come. Come and receive Jesus. Anybody else? There was a hand on that side, but I, it's your persuasion. Uh, we're going to just pray for the gentleman who is here. But if you are anywhere and you want to say, I don't want to miss this prayer. I want to join that young man who is making one of the greatest decisions anyone can make. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Any other person who won't make their way light with God. This is the greatest decision any mortal man can make. Anyone, this is the decision that changes everything about you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. I want you I want you to say, another person is coming. Come on, let's not hurry. Let's go. One day at a time, sweet Jesus, that's all I'm asking for you. Lord, give me the strength to do every day what I have to do. Yeah. 
the Lamb. Let's just make this prayer. Amen. I want us to join the angels of heaven to celebrate. Okay. Uh, I don't know whether you left the... This Leverett uh, Kiyoko. And he wants to spend some time with you. If you can just go to one of the... Maybe go to one of the ends. Come on, meacha vitu and then michukue. Alafu mukuje, michugaja na wangoja. Kama una kitu mfuate tu. Yeah, you can lead them somewhere. Or you wait for the others. One day at a time. Sweet Jesus, that's all I'm asking for you. feeling well this Jesus also heals whether you're watching this on television or you're in the sanctuary today you know you are battering an attack on your health just lift up your hand this Jesus still heals father in the name of Jesus I pray for those whose hearts are raised up I declare their health the devil is a liar and the father of all lies I declare they will have life-giving spirit that will bring health to their bodies. You will touch their back, you will touch their throats, you will touch their body system in the name of Jesus. I pronounce the power of God to descend upon them that they are healed today in Jesus' name. Amen. I want you to accept that by faith and remind the devil where we Hallelujah. Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. Lord, as we come to the close of this meeting, I pray that your favor will rest upon us. You watch over every man, every woman in this sanctuary. God of heaven, be they going out and they are coming in. Lord, we continue to contend against the COVID-19 pandemic. We continue to say it is not going to continue to ravage our people. God, we pray for the 101 people who are said to be on life support. We pray for their healing. In the name of Jesus. 
We also pray for those who, about a thousand uh, plus who are still uh, in hospital, that they will be discharged because of the favor of God. We take authority and dominion and declare it in Jesus' name. Amen. And now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. 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 I want us to remain standing uh, as we receive the visitors. They're going to be cutting the live transmission. But those of you who followed us here in Delvan Church, Rangata, we appreciate you. Uh, just stay check our, our you know subscribe to our page so that every time we are coming to you you will get a notice within your phone god bless you we love you and we pray for your welfare and we want to encourage you if you are a member of this congregation uh, you can still come we still have room for you uh, in the name of the lord amen